Welcome to End Element, the figure skating show where we break down and recap competitions in the figure skating world from the technicals to the drama for both new figure skating fans and longtime skating nerds like us. I'm Kathy. I'm Emma. And I'm Sammy. time the internet is probably hearing us speak so why don't we give a brief bio to explain why we're semi-qualified to talk about figure skating in the first place so sammy and emma why don't you guys start first because i feel like your guys' skating resume is way more stacked than mine sure um hi everyone my name is emma and i'm a former junior grand prix competitor and my name is sammy and i'm a former u.s national competitor and i'm kathy and i am a current u.s competitive adult skater so definitely not as qualified as emma and sammy but i have been skating for four years so i suppose i know a thing or two now about and skating. she skates way more so- than any of the rest of us on oh a weekly my basis gosh. no but guess who can land a double axle not me but you guys are killing it, so. Sammy, what do you think is, like, the optimal strategy for countries going into the games? So, for me, I kind of think that, um, at least in terms of what we've seen here and in past um, team events in the Olympics, um, generally countries will try to choose kind of stable, reliable skaters to skate the short program. Um, And this is perhaps because there is sort of a greater, like, variability in the short um, in terms of which, how many points you can get. So it's kind of a more like offensive strategy um, in the short to try to build up as much momentum as possible for the skaters that you choose to skate the long program um, because there's a smaller range of points. Going along with what you were saying though, um, what do you guys think about Russia not splitting up any of the disciplines, just going with their best, absolute best, most reliable people in each discipline? I was pretty shocked about that, honestly. Oh, yeah. I think I was the most shocked about them putting Camila in both events because I know she's been breaking, like, every single world record humanly possible, and she seems (laughs) invincible and somehow, like, one of the only girls who fortunately has been able to stay healthy and has not gotten injured um, despite probably how many reps she's doing. I was shocked because I'm not sure like if this is the smartest strategy because um, even though she is kind of like the one to win gold, like this is her competition to lose, I, I'm just worried that they're going to make the same mistake that they did with Yulia a couple mm-hmm. years back when they put her in both the shore and the free for the team event and then she ended up placing fifth so yeah fingers crossed another thing that kind of like comes into play when teams like do these selections and figure out which disciplines they want to split or not is um whether or not they want to save like one of their like stars or one of their like gold medal contenders like save them like energy for um the individual event to bring home that medal like for example like the U.S. split the men because they definitely probably didn't want to like tire out Nathan. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about the um, the U.S. choosing Karen? I, I mean, in my mind, Karen has like earned the right to do that. You know, it's her second Olympic Games. She wasn't chosen for the team event in 2018 in Pyeongchang. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And some people felt like she should have gotten that opportunity. Karen's kind of appealing factor um, in terms of like uh, how she's viewed with international judges i think that Mm. especially in terms of pcs her performance Mm -hmm. quality um i think those factors like came into play for the us to choose her however people were 
um, pretty upset about them not choosing Mariah um, because she won U.S. Nationals. She's been getting, seems like she's been heading towards peaking this season, you know, starting out not as strong, but then um, getting more and more consistent as the season goes on. And in the end, it was enough to get the job done for the U.S. Um, And I don't think the result would have changed if Mariah had skated um, in terms of the medal. But yeah. Japan's team choices, I thought they were like very strategic and yeah. good choices. Yuzu was not in the team event for Japan. I mean, I am not surprised at all um, yeah. because Yuzu did not do the team event in Pyeongchang in 2018 either. Understandably mm. so, because back then he was coming off of ankle injury. But of course, this time he is also coming out of another injury. Mm-hmm. Like, I swear this guy is like just superhuman it's actually crazy that he for some reason it just seems like he gets injured every time um the olympic season and then he somehow just like comes back at the very end again um and just for the sake of you know his body i am glad that he did not do the team event because like I think what's most important is that we just, like, keep him healthy. He also got in, like, way later, um, which I am a little surprised by because I know there's not a big time difference between Japan and China, but I feel like there's still something about coming to the competition a little bit early just so you feel, like, settled and, Mm -hmm. like, not super Mm -hmm. panicked. Like, I'm sure you guys have more experience about it since you guys been competing for longer, but, you know, just having that comfort of – you know, knowing that you're prepared and you're there. Yeah, but sometimes I feel like Yuzu just does just what he wants. That's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since he's so good, people are like, we'll just go with it. What did you guys think about um, them putting Wakaba in for the short and Kari for the long? I think I was a little mm. bit surprised because mm. I thought um, they would want Kaori, who's like number one right now in Japan, to go for the short and like have her save her energy for the individual. Right, mm. right. No, I thought the same exact thing because Kaori's also just a bit more consistent overall and she just seems to be a little bit more favored by the Japanese Federation. Um, so I thought they would put her in the riskier um, segment of the short. And also Wakaba's long is literally one, one of my <laughs> it's literally one of my favorite programs like she sells it so well and that triple axle when she hits is freaking gorgeous it's like it's not like a teeny little triple axle it is huge it is like like it is like midori ito level i yeah. swear to god i feel like if it i don't know if it's just me it just feels like only like japanese girls um jump these huge triple axle like it's just like yeah you know it's pretty pretty accurate yeah and mariah like mariah right? yeah like, like i just feel like like i just like i i i personally love it because it's all these girls who look super healthy in like a good way um yeah. they're super you know just strong and athletic they're not you know super thin or frail and they're going for these triple axles and just making them huge which i think speaks so big to just you know, the athleticism piece of skating, which I think is just awesome. Okay, so another country that has been successful in the team event in the past, but was not Oof. so successful <laughs> yeah, this time around, Yikes. is Canada. Oh, man. Um, and it was kind of a really unfortunate situation yeah. with Keegan Messing testing positive for COVID um, about a week ago or so, and then um, 
going through, you know, all of this, obviously quarantine and then testing um, to get the requisite number of negative tests before, Mm -hmm. you know, flying in. And so flying across the world, yeah, flying across the world, something like 31 hours was his flight. Um, Holy Jesus. Yeah. Um, Crazy. But of course, that being said, he was not there for the team event with in which he was supposed to do um, presumably both events. So um, I didn't know he actually had COVID. I I, I thought there was like a rumor that he got COVID or maybe like it was that he just like had some like travel delays or whatever. Mm. But I guess he did actually get COVID. You know what? Maybe he actually didn't, but I thought that there really was a positive test. Mm-hmm. So don't quote me on that. But yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I have no idea. But, but yeah. you can you can always count on Keegan to make a competition chaotic. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, gotta give the props. Like, gotta give the props to this guy. This guy is freaking thirty. I was like, if I were thirty, I would be so over the moon if I can do like a eighth of the things that he does. So um yeah no it's just crazy and it's yeah. funny um I don't know if you guys seen like that one video floating around on like Twitter where it's just like Keegan taking a sigh of relief after like a practice session he's like oh my god thank god I am here and I don't have COVID and I just feel like he was like so done with life and he's just so glad to be there yeah Definitely. I, I, anytime I see Keegan perform and see his footwork, I'm like reminded of the time where I got to skate on the same ice as him. This is a bit of an aside, but he, it was like so crazy because I just remember him running his footwork like over and over and over again. And he just put so much energy into it that like he was almost falling multiple times in his footwork. And I feel like that just, you know, sums up perfectly what he brings to the events whenever he's in them. I know Ukraine also had a withdraw in the team event for COVID, which I kind of thought it brought up like an interesting point of uh, what should happen in those situations. So mm-hmm. uh, when you have a withdrawal after the entries are already in, mm-hmm. um, you can't replace that person with yeah. anyone. And as, and especially in Ukraine's case, I don't I don't think there was even anyone mm-hmm. to yeah, replace I think it was them just anyway. The one right? skater, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys think of that rule? Do you think you should be able to replace someone? Like if someone gets injured or has COVID or whatnot after the entries are already in? Mm-hmm. I feel like, honestly, they should, especially for a Olympics like this year where right. it is COVID and mm-hmm. there are a lot of – like if there's any time to make rule exceptions, it's mm. in it's right. it's this year of COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's 2022. So I feel like it is like, yeah, you can build like as negative of a bubble as you want. You literally cannot freaking track where COVID is in the air. Like you can't see that shit. Like you just like, <laughs> like, you know, like, I, yes, wear all the N95 masks in the world, but like you still have that risk because you are in an arena with contact with people. There's media there, there, you know, there's coaches, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, no matter how careful you are, there's still that risk. So I feel like they should have definitely have some sort of um, backup rule. Yeah. In, in this case, I feel like, um, I guess, like Ivan, who is Ukraine skater, was actually lucky in a sense because he wasn't able to skate the 
team event short program, but then he tested negative enough times to skate the individual event. Yeah, wow. like yeah. I, this is something I've been hearing a lot is like this like testing negative enough thing. And I'm just like, what is this arbitrary like negative enough? Like I know like like I know like there's like that whole shebang with Danny G testing positive for COVID <laughs> and then somehow he tested negative enough to like <laughs> tested negative enough to like show up to the Winter Olympics. And I was just like, uh, oh, this negative enough seems sketchy to me, but um yeah I yeah I guess I don't I don't know I there's probably some like rule if that leads us into kind of talking more about the men Kathy, yeah yeah what, what did you think about the men here overall oh yeah yeah so I think with the men's of course we can start with the U.S.'s biggest star Nathan Chen because everyone's been talking about him and I think there is so much pressure on him this year. Just kind of like that same like Simone Bile pressure like in the mm. Summer Olympics where it's like he's like that one U.S. stars in the Winter Olympics. Like literally if you go on to NBC Peacock, You're seeing anything. Nathan. You <laughs> Nathan's face is everywhere. Yeah, Nathan's face is everywhere on every single like thumbnail, Absolutely. on every single like, you know, like Winter Olympic thing. Um, it makes me feel so bad for like Vincent where I'm just like, True. wow, like Vincent's face is on nothing. I mean like Jason too, but like still, it's just like, I just feel bad. I'm just like, damn, Nathan's just on like everything, like taking up all the real estate. Um, all the ads yeah all the ads but you know rightfully so because he's you know he is who he is uh but yeah no so nathan um i feel like we were all like holding our breath for him because Mm -hmm. he of course if you guys follow skating did not do well and faltered at the 2018 pyeongchang winter olympics we were all so scared that nathan was going to be haunted by the ghost of his olympic past um, and especially in the beginning of the season when he literally like picked the same program music, and right, I was like, nemesis, oh my gosh. Right. I was like, I was like, a boy. We're all about <laughs> what are you facing, doing? We're all about facing our fears, like head first. But this is next level. Like I would not be able to compete in a program and do that same triple axel to the same music and be like, ah, oh, shit, I can't fall this time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, it was great to see Nathan have a great strong showing. Um, but Shoma also had a really strong showing here. I think Shoma seems kind of more confident to me at this mm. competition, maybe than at you know other more recent world stages and and other yeah. big competitions. Um, mm-hmm. he he seems like I can trust him more in the past, you know, a couple of seasons. I feel like has kind of been like kind of like wild child a little bit of yeah. like a chaotic energy too maybe not much as like <laughs> Keegan, Keegan. But, um but I feel like still a little bit of that chaotic energy yeah. where like he just goes for these quad jumps um and he'll land them from time to time but the landing will be like super squirrely he definitely seems a lot more like level-headed I don't know if it's that um I think like working with Lombiel has definitely like done mm-hmm. him some good they seem to work well together so I'm glad to see him kind of you know kind of crack down on that, you know, mental piece of the skating, which is definitely um, showing well so far. Yeah, and if we're talking about Lambiel, I'm pretty sure his coach wasn't there with him for the team event short because um, Lambiel right. has te- tested positive for COVID before um, he left for Beijing, so. Oh, God, are you serious? Yeah. Him too? Yeah. 
Yeah, Jesus. but I think he, he also tested negative, negative enough, enough. <laughs> yep. and was there for the men's short individual. Oh my god, yeah, because I was like, am I tripping? Because I remember seeing Lambiel somewhere. But yeah, I guess it's, a again, one of our little gray area ambiguous negative enough cases. <laughs> Speaking of the Japanese men, we have our newbie. Uh, he is such a cutie. I think he is so adorable. Uh, can we just like talk about Yuma? Like Yuma is the new guy on the scene in Japanese figure skating. He oh. added in his quad loop, which I'm pretty sure is a new jump for him. Um, mm-hmm. First time performing competition, and um, in in the long program of the team event, he did a bit of a turn out of it, but I'm pretty sure it was fully rotated. So good for him. Yeah, I absolutely love his skating. I think at the beginning, very beginning of the season, when I was kind of seeing him for the first time and he, he did place like second at worlds this past year so he's definitely coming into his own I felt like his short program material was maybe like a little bit too like junior-ish because um, mm-hmm. he is very young he's, mm-hmm. he's 18 um, and so I wasn't sure if he would be able to like grow into it and grow into kind of like senior international like components judging but he absolutely proved me wrong yeah no I actually really liked his smile program like Mm -hmm. I I would definitely say at the beginning of the season I didn't really you know see Yuma as like a PCS skater I feel like that program caters to his like adorable nature like a very playful joyous program um so I think that was like a good choice and yeah literally he is like so adorable like his little (laughs) like like it's so funny because like (laughs) <laughs> I think someone tweeted this where they were like, this man just performed like this freaking quad loop and then he's hopping off the ice like a little buddy like because he's just so excited that he skated well. And I was just like, wow, it's great. And you can see him have that shared moment in the kiss and cry with his dad who yes, coaches his dad. him. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, can we talk about this real quick? So Emma and I were having this conversation. You said Yuma's dad reminds you a nation? Like, can you explain? <laughs> can you yeah. please explain? Like, I was like, I don't. What? I, I, yeah. Yeah, Sammy. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say. I feel like Yuma's dad is to Yuma as Mishin is to Elizaveta. Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. kind of the energy that's he. Um, but besides the fact that they're both extremely good uh, skaters and coaches. I just think the way that they present themselves at competition, um, just being this like kind of stern, um, like father (laughs) figure or like grandfatherly figure, and then Mm. just like supporting their skater quietly, not really being super outwardly expressive or anything. They're just kind of like a calming presence. And um, when they, when um, like Mission or Yuma's dad ends up having like, a reaction in the kiss and cry it's just like a very precious moment to see mm. um see them kind of like break their character and yeah um i think that the connection that yuma has with his dad is really special and um it's to my understanding that yuma's dad had some like health issues in previous years and he didn't mm. travel with him to competitions so being oh, able to kind of that. see yeah see his dad with him on the olympic stage and see him do so well is very very like heartwarming i think mark it's another chaotic one. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Big yeah. chaotic energy. He just kind of hangs goes. on. Yeah, no, he just like, hangs on for dear life. Like that's like the best way to describe it. Like I remember like watching. Like I don't know if you guys remember his combo with the oiler in it, and mm-hmm. he almost sent himself into the boards. I was <laughs> like, oh my dear lord, and he managed to get that oiler like 
just around right. more than normal to get the last jump in without hitting the boards. And I yeah. was like, did he end up doubling that <laughs> so as not to like hit the boards or was that not did what he, happened? Did he still do the triple? I thought he still did the triple. Am I, I don't remember. Am I, crazy? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, anyways, like crazy, crazy save. I mean, like it wasn't pretty, but like he saved like, it. Yeah. It, it, it's another got talent. got it done. Yeah. It's another talent to be able to save a jump like that. Literally every time I see him skate, I'm like, wow, he's really just skating like his life depends on it. I know, I know. And uh, okay, yeah. so I don't know about you guys, but I feel like especially like the second part of his music reminds me a lot of Elizabeth's music. Like it's that same like I don't know, like Egyptian Oh, like the, <laughs> oh, the shorts. Yes, yes, it's like the the badum badum yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> But like you guys know what I mean, right? It's like yeah. the, it's the like the catchy step sequence, like mm-hmm. Egyptian sounding beats. I don't know. Yep. Um and even his costume too, like that collar that looks like, I don't know, freaking Cleopatra's necklace. I don't know. Um it's true. <laughs> but it's just like it reminds me, like, oh, I just I just so wish Elizabeth this is a side combo, but I just so oh. wish she made it to the Olympics. Like just imagine like yeah. her and Mark <laughs> both having their badum badum moment <laughs> and their step sequence to Egyptian music like that. That would be a Olympic moment for me. <laughs> so we'll on to a more sad topic. We have Vincent. Oh my god, Vincent. Okay, so okay, let's just first talk about his performance in the teams. Corsi sent Vincent to do the long because obviously he has he has the quads. Um, and when Vincent hits, he definitely hits. And he has worked so hard this season. And you can kind of tell because he 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 was originally also not one of those great um, PCS skaters. But his mm-hmm. PCS has really improved a lot. And you can tell he really focused on attention detail. I thought Vincent in the long definitely did much better than he did um, at u.s nationals but i still felt like during the team event he was a little bit tight on a lot of his jumps um and we saw Mm -hmm. that reflected in his uh scoring where he got a couple under rotations um and then also the pop i believe on Mm -hmm. his second jump the flip so i think after after i watched him pop that jump i was like oh no is is this gonna go downhill from here but then luckily he was able to um keep keep his focus and continue and do most of the rest of his jumps so um i thought that that was like a really big improvement from u.s nationals and um i yeah before before we heard of the news that he had tested positive for covid yeah yeah and like with the positive like i felt so bad because i felt like vincent was disappointed in himself after the team event because of that pop and i felt like i feel like vincent's like that type of athlete who like because he messed that up he's gonna go into the individual event like super yeah definitely hyper focused like i'm gonna do this i didn't nail it in the team event i'm gonna nail it in the individual event and just to see him not have the chance to be even be able to just like not even prove that to like the world but prove that to himself that he can do it was just so heartbreaking like i don't know if you guys saw his like instagram video that he posted yeah um mm-hmm. that was just one of the most it was crushing, crushing. yeah, crushing, crushing things to watch. I'm like, I am depressed. I was like, I need to go see a therapist now because I watched <laughs> Vincent's video because, like, I just cannot imagine like someone training their whole lives, dedicating so much of their hours and lives to this one thing that bubbled up to this one event, this one moment, and to have that be taken away by freaking 
a virus like the fuck <laughs> and i just i'm like my heart goes out to it. let's 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 get us out of this depressing hole because i'm gonna like <laughs> let's not spiral into the hole of depression um what do you guys think of like um boyan jin's performance um for china i mean i feel like boyan had a lot of pressure on him obviously yeah. you know competing yeah. at home um with uh, you know just like all eyes being on him as a sole man competing for china his skating i do think he has improved quite a bit um mm. specifically in his like bolero long program um i think during his footwork he really really tried to like emote and connect with the music yeah yeah oh my god now you mentioned bolero i'm like god damn it i was like Literally everyone is doing bolero. There are so many boleros I at this Olympics. Hey, bolero! Like I swear to God, I, it just sounds so repetitive, and I, I, I'm just not a big fan of bolero. But yeah, so the last thing I want to talk about, I feel like it's like almost like a meme. This point is Morisi. Is that how? You see sometimes they say Morris, sometimes they say Morisi. I feel like Atiri is slowly, you know, <laughs> trying to get into the men's domain as well, which is funny. But um, what do you guys think? Yeah, definitely. I, I can't say that I wrote, <laughs> I can't say that I usually remember his performances too much. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad start. <laughs> it's, 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 it might sound bad to say, but yeah, I mean, I, I always feel like I'm kind of rooting for him when he does well in a way, mm. even though... <laughs> The toe looks like a sal because he just, you never know what you're going to get from him. Salto. Yeah, the salto. <laughs> you literally never know. Like, it could be everything, like, looks easy and fine, and he's creating new jumps. Um, he's creating or, new jumps. <laughs> or it's just really off, and and then the, the lack of, you know, complexity and... Um, intricacy of the program is really exposed <laughs> but i will say <laughs> i Dude, can't forget short. about his cartwheel though his yes, cartwheel is a special moment oh God, what are these like what yeah. are these russians with these cartwheels like didn't Eugenia do one um in her program like right before yeah. she retired to yeah. oh my lord to alegria Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like okay, okay emma like i asked you this before but can you give some technical insight into how someone even does a sound <laughs> in the first place like how do you how do you even like you know like like why do you think like what do you think in this training or his fundamentals led him to kind of <laughs> create this new jump yeah so what i think so we know that a sow is an edge jump and a toe is <laughs> obviously a toe jump where you have to jump off like your toe pick on your foot um but when i see maurice's jumps um not that i can do any quads like doing quads is crazy but Same. i i would think <laughs> that he probably um learned his sow first and then learned his toe second yeah. and um was kind of just trying to get the same feeling of the quad sow on the quad toe so when he puts his foot down on the toe it's not really ever the toe pick it's kind of just his whole foot um Ooh. so yeah but he he does rotate the four revolutions which is pretty insane still in itself so yeah who knows maybe one day will actually be a you know <laughs> an actual element <laughs> Oh man. I hope not. But maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I was like, that's another jump for me to learn. <laughs> okay. Um but yeah, I don't need potential to fall off the back of your heel and it's Oh just, yeah. It's kind of scary. It's a little scary. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't right. want to learn that. Um yeah, I have enough things to learn as an adult skater, but 
Anyways, um, all right. So enough of men. Enough of the men. <laughs> yeah. Now let's go to the ladies. Um, Emma, what do you think? Yeah. So when we start talking about the ladies, we of course cannot talk about the ladies without starting off with Camila. Um, so in her short program, she was she did do everything. She executed everything very well. Axel was a little bit tilted, but time and time again, we do see her save her jumps, even if they are a little bit tilted. Um, that being said, in her long program, we saw her falter a little bit on her second quad toe where she ended up falling. Um, but then she got right back up and continued skating like like it was just any other day. So what did you guys think about Camila's performance? Her short looked great. Um, her ax- her triple axle with a hand overhead, like gorgeous. She has all the freaking leg extension to give like in the world. Um, and I think it was so great to see her, you know, like she was, she actually got really emotional after short, which I guess I was a little surprised by, because I feel like most people get a little bit more, you know, emotional after the in individual events where like everything yeah. is done and you just have that release. But of course, I think she said in an interview that like kind of her short is dedicated to her grandma or something like that. Um, and I'm sure that holds like some emotional weight to it. So um, no, I'm super glad she skated clean and, you know, she had that, you know, moment um, to herself. And for her, like, um, um, quad toe fall in the free, like, I don't know if I'll, it's almost, like, relieving a little to, like, kind of just, like, sanity check herself that, like, yes, like, Camila is still human and yeah. she's not perfect all the time mm-hmm. and I honestly hope that like takes a little bit of pressure off of her um going into the individual kind of like get the get the kinks out a little bit um before going into the individual I think also what I'm wondering is we see Camila skate and she's light years ahead of everyone else in the mm-hmm. ladies competition so she's obviously gold medal medal favorite and she probably will win the gold medal but at the same time, she has so much pressure on her being like the expected gold medal winner. I'm also wondering how that pressure is doing um, on her mentally, um, how she's handling it. And she still is very young, only 15. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like ugh, the only like people who even have the slightest chance of touching her, granted, she like makes no mistakes. Like even if she makes mistakes, she has a pretty big margin for errors and uh, would be literally her teammates like Anna and um, her rink mates yeah yeah like her her rink mates like Anna and um Sasha and we don't like I feel like it's such a kind of like a and there's a lot of ambiguity going to the team event because Sasha was injured and we haven't seen her you know you know, we we don't know how Sasha is going to perform and you know how many quads she's going to be able to land in a free because that could potentially change the conversation if um, Camila falls on one of her event, uh, one of her elements in um, the individual. So that would definitely be interesting to see as well. I think it's just it's interesting that we always see the sort of contrast with Terry's attitude towards oh, yeah. her most successful skater of the moment, which is Camila, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry was wearing her hoodie of <laughs> oh ROC, her ROC hoodie, oh the light God. blue hoodie, the whole time during the team event, as far oh as I can my tell. God. But I, I just noticed it the most with Camilla because Terry is always like the most willing to have fun in the kiss and cry yeah. and like goof around with um, the skater who's like doing the best and the others it's like straight face. 
Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing to see that here again. No, yeah. she she definitely has her favorites. And I, I literally took a screenshot of this because I thought it was so funny. She was literally, like, doing, like, the heart thing over her <laughs> head with, like, all of Team Russia. And I was like, wow, I haven't seen a Terry like this in, like, a long time. <laughs> possibly ever. Possibly, yeah, yeah, possibly ever. And I just love how she's just, like, in her casual ho- hoodie, like, not giving a fuck because she's like, yeah, this is a team event. Like, I'm not gonna dress up until the individual events go around um but who knows who knows but we'll see we'll keep an eye out see how see what she's in for the individual events yeah that being said we also we talked earlier about the japanese ladies yeah yeah i would say like i think i would say like Tauri, like her jumps are beautiful i think she has one of the best like double axles like again with the japanese so ladies. much so much speed and yeah. distance yeah exactly i feel like the japanese ladies or the japanese in general just have the best technique for axles just like hands down yeah um, i was gonna say that earlier mm-hmm. when you were mentioning about like their triple axles being huge like i feel like almost all the japanese ladies double axles are also just beautiful like you can see the potential for the triple i think her music choice for the free, first of all, love the costume, but I think the music choice is like so interesting because I feel like I hate the first half and I love <laughs> the second half. Like, I don't know what you guys think, but I feel like the first half is so weird. I know it's all like, you know, about women empowerment. It's like, yeah, like independent women. But I just thought the part where it was like, I am your daughter. I am your mother. I'm your <laughs> yeah. sister. And I was like, eh, it is a little, little bit weird. Okay, honestly, hot take. After watching her skate, her program at Japanese Nationals and then in the team event, um, I was like, okay, I can kind of see where this is going. Um you know it kind of gives you that like moment and that energy yeah Yeah, I can see the vision I can't say I would ever really choose the vision but I can also (laughs) say that like she is the only one suited to be able to do it yeah yeah it's because she skates with such joy like she is such she's literally like Japan's like ray of sunshine I feel like Wakaba too like they're both just like rays of sunshine on ice like you can truly tell like they want to be there because they want to, like, be there. The last part of her program, I feel like she sells that dramatic music so well with the step sequence. And I was, like, trying to figure out what her what her step sequence music was. And you know how, like, when you, like, when you watch the broadcast, like, the music comes up? Like, the music for her step sequence is literally called Triss. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Um, I was like, why does that seem so familiar? And then I did, like, a Google search. And it turns out her step sequence music is from the YA, like, movie from when we were teens. No, do, do you remember, like, the movie Divergent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, the, it was, like, the, not the Hunger Games knockoff, but, like, close to it. But anyways, like, I was just, like, oh, my God. Teenage me used to watch this movie, be in love with it, be in love with Shailene Woodley, and listen to that soundtrack all the freaking time. And that's why I love Oh, my God. I absolutely love the second half of our program. Um, I was like, wow, what a throwback. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's enough with my rant about Kaori's <laughs> music. <laughs> so when we talk about one, women's event, um, third place finish, Maddie Skeezis from Canada. Um, I think she's definitely like a fighter. Um, I think like, I, I think like, there, I feel like there's two types of skaters, like ones who like, 
get emotional after like the performance of their life and there's the other one where she's like yeah like I got the fucking job done um and I feel like Maddie is definitely Mm -hmm. um has that like feisty energy about her which is great um you see her have that moment after the long when um when she was so funny I was watching this with a friend and you can tell like uh, I think I'm pretty sure she said something like fuck yeah or something like that <laughs> and you just see like NBC has like the close-up to your face and then right before she said that it like cuts away I'm um, dead. Oh my God. I just I just thought that was really funny but no she definitely um did great and part of being on that team event is like I feel like without the team event I feel like nobody have, would have really paid as much attention to someone like a Maddie Skeezes. Yeah, definitely. And now she's definitely, like, more on the forefront of, you know, not just, like, audience and skating fans, but also just, like, international judges, which is interesting how the team event can kind of, like, put a skater like that out there. So after, after we talk about Maddie, we also want to talk a little bit about Karen. Oh, Karen. <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> oh, always... Karen. <laughs> I'm always sitting on the edge of my seat when I watch yes. her skate, um, like like many of the U.S. ladies. But um, I think maybe even a little bit more so for me, like a little bit of my bias, I think, goes towards Karen because I think she's my favorite like U.S. lady currently. Um, and so, yeah, I just really enjoy the fact that she has like such a beautiful kind of Michelle Kwan moment spiral in oh, all of her programs. Yes. Um and, like, she brings that, like, classic quality of, like, old time skating, I feel. I'm glad she kind of had her, like, loop redemption in the long. Um, and as, like, someone who's watching, you know, you mess like, she messed up that jump in the short. And I'm just, I was literally, like, her loop going into the long, I was like, oh, my God, please, please, yeah. please <laughs> land it. Um, but, yeah, like, like, she does have a lot of under rotation. But I would say, like, I would give her credit for that beautiful height that she gets on all her jumps I feel like it's almost like she has so much height but she only starts rotating kind of at the apex of that height which is what's causing that delayed rotation and that under rotation coming down from that jump despite the height and then I think we can't not talk about um Beverly or Jui from the Chinese Federation um who also competed in both segments of the team event um, I think she just had so much pressure on her that during the short, she didn't do well. And then in the long, um, I just felt like she really wasn't present. Yeah, yeah, no, this this is absolutely crazy. Like, I can't believe she's getting so many, you know, threats from people online from China, from, like, social media. Like, um, if the U.S. audience is not familiar, like, Weibo is, like, a basically Chinese Twitter. And there's so much just hate about her and I'm just like y'all don't even know and y'all don't even watch skating like like did you expect a gold medal from like the ladies discipline in China like China has not produced like a really really good ladies for like as long as I have like remembered um and I just feel like I can't believe they're putting so much pressure on this this poor girl the fact that you know she is American people made it seem like she like sneaked onto the Chinese national team as like American but really that's not the case because China's recent strategy has been trying to recruit skaters from other countries to you know hopefully like give them a better chance of at least being in that you know final group and I never seen anyone so scared 
to be so scared yeah so scared to skate like literally like even before she started her face is like blank and she just looked like i was so scared for her and especially in her long yeah i just felt like she was gonna like stop the program and just start breaking down like the fact that she even finished it i'm like like you go i wish i can just tell all these haters like how about you put on a goddamn pair of skates and try and you to go do, do a, triple. a triple and tell me how hard that is. Like, then you maybe can shut up about all your hate that you're throwing around because figure skating is hard as fuck. <laughs> that is that is true. Yeah. So, Sammy, what about the dance event? Uh, the dance event. <laughs> um, I kind of think it was, like, the most interesting <laughs> among all four disciplines in the team event. Um maybe I'm kind of biased because I love all the drama that exists in the dance. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think it goes without saying that everyone, pretty much everyone that is kind of had in their minds that Russia would be a lock for silver um, in terms of the judges eyes. Um, it, the Russian dance team that is in terms of the individual event um, mm-hmm. and that the U S team. So Hubble and Donahue and, Chalk and Bates would be battling out with the Canadian team, Piper and Paul, for that bronze medal um, in the individual dance event. And I think, I mean, the team dance, and you guys probably agree, I feel like it was the most critical kind of um, event in terms of setting people up for what they're expected to do um, or what they could feasibly do in the individual. Um, And so I think it was obviously a huge confidence boost for both Hubble and Donahue and Chalk and Bates to face off with Vicky and Nikki, as we like to call them, <laughs> from Russia um, and beating them in both segments. Um, Hubble and Donahue beating them in the short dance and then um, Chalk and Bates in the free. Um, I personally thought there was more of a chance for, more of a reasonable chance for Hubble and Donahue to do it. But then I watched um, Chalk and Bates free dance and I was, I genuinely thought, you know, this might beat them. Um, I think personally, Vicky and Nikki's like kind of choreographic sequence at the end of their free where it transitions into the more like folky part of the classical music. It just kind of it looks off to me. And I feel like it wasn't scored as positively here as it was at Europeans, Mm -hmm. which I was kind of grateful for because um, they're beautiful skaters as well. They just to me, there's like you know, they had some mistakes, but there was also some kind of depth of quality throughout the whole program that was missing in terms of the Russians program in comparison to like the concept um, that was like executed in Chalk and Bates mm-hmm. in the free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting that um, I, I actually thought that opposite of you, Sammy, like or your initial perspective mm. where I thought it was I thought Chalk and Bates had maybe like a better chance at the medal than Hubble and Donahue just because I feel like they have more of like like a presence with the international judges and just like literally like how Maddie sells everything like any concept so freaking well I feel like their snake program like like unfortunate that they didn't did it but like they didn't do it in the Olympic year because that would be such a Olympic moment in my opinion because I personally absolutely loved that program. Um, but I feel like just even like putting something out there that is so unique in terms of 
you know, all their lifts and all their positions really puts them at the forefront of um, the international judges, which I think might help them out in the individual. And you can see has helped them out so far in the team event. So I thought that was interesting. And I also thought the U.S. was going to flip-flop it. I thought Chalk and Bates was going to do the short and Hovland Donahue was going to do their long. But maybe that's just a personal preference because I actually really liked um, Chalk and Bates' uh, rhythm dance. Um, but mm. actually, I feel like after I watched the team event, I think Hubble and Donahue actually really did sell that um, Janet Jackson program really, really yeah. well. And I was like, oh, damn, like, I like this a lot. Like, the concept is good for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I would say um, in terms of the short, I did feel like Hubble and Donahue did skate better than um, – the Russian team, Vicky and Nikki, because I think uh, Nikita bobbled a little bit mm-hmm. on the twizzle sequence. Um, and then, like, Hubble and Donahue are very powerful skaters, and they really skated with the music. It wasn't like the music was overpowering anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, Hubble and Donahue were the clear winner for the short. But then for the long, I actually thought it was, like, very, very close between Chalk yeah. and Bates and the Russian team. Um, so I generally did not really expect Chalking Bates to win, but then like going into the scoring and seeing that the deduction, the one point deduction they had was for an extended lift, um, it made a little bit more sense. And the, also the points wise, the way they stacked up in the free program was very, very close. So I think it's going to be an exciting, exciting individual dance event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I would say that like, I'm a huge fan of just Chalk and Bates in general, but their free dance concept is interesting to say the least. I would say, like, given the concept, I still think, like, they definitely sell it really well. Like, Maddie gives all the face in the world. And I love how she does it even before, like, the program actually starts, you know, when the skater, like, sets up. Um, and they're just, like, stopping before their music actually starts. You can tell she gets into character, like, the moment she steps on the ice, which yeah. is, like, pretty iconic, mm-hmm. and I love that for her. Also, um, her outfit and makeup play oh part in that, god. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, didn't someone say, like, oh, my god, her hair looks like Johnny Weir's? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah, no, it was not only giving, like, Hunger Game kind of vibes but yeah no I definitely think like they just do the whole theming and the packaging part very well but I I think the concept is a little strange but they they make it work so so adding in the jumps to uh, a couple skating oh my um, god Kathy what did you think about the pairs event here Okay, yes, pairs. So definitely I feel like the talk of this Olympics have been Sway and Han. Um because <laughs> yes, no, I love them. They're my absolute favorites. They're so special, like in my heart. And honestly, I was really rooting for them in the Pyeongchang um yes. Winter Olympics last cycle. Um and they got the silver medal, but unfortunately missed gold by a very slight margin. Um so definitely they had a really strong showing in the team event. Um, they did the short program, and which is as expected. Um, I feel like they're China's. Um, the, the, they are to China as Nathan Chen is to the U.S. They're kind of like the star of figure skating for China because um, I feel like China has traditionally been the country 
that does deliver in pairs, but not so much in the singles events. So definitely having them would be, um, you know, a huge asset, but definitely they also did not want to tire them out um, completely. So they just only did the short. And I honestly thought they did really, really well in the short. You know, everything that they do is exquisite in terms of the artistry, the attention to detail. You know, everything is just so well executed. I would say the only thing um, that sometimes they struggle on is the side-by-side jumps, which we all know at this point. Um, But I'm glad to see, like, they were completely clean for the short. Uh, Yeah, I just, I love their short program um, concept and music choice so much. Um, It's mature, it's, like, spot on, and it's just, it looks so incredibly, like, difficult in terms of um, how fast it is and everything, but they make it look so easy. And in that regard, um, I just, their overall quality is so much more developed than Mishina and Galiamov, um, the Russian team mm-hmm. that is kind of favored to win um, points wise. And I just really hope that they can, you know, put it all together with, again, that like huge national pressure um, from China and, mm-hmm. and win their, in my eyes, you know, very well-deserved Olympic gold. Um, yeah. But I think I'm just way too biased on this front. <laughs> mm-hmm. That being said, uh, we do compare them a lot to Mishina and Galliama, um, who is known to be a very, very consistent team, but then they had the uncharacteristic fall in the mm. long program. And that was yeah. so scary. I was like watching it. Like, oh my God. Yeah. She almost like fell on her head. Um, what did you guys think of that? Yeah, no, when that first happened, like, like, maybe let's break it down a little. Like, I was just like, how did that even happen in the first place? Like, what did, did you guys, what was your guys' take? Like, did you feel like, it, it definitely looked like towards the end of the program, he looked more tired than yeah. normal for some reason. And I think from my point of view, it just might have been like some of his strength just like gave out. Um, but what were your guys' thoughts? Maybe it was, like, time difference. I don't know. But he did look a little bit more tired. And then Mm -hmm. it looked like as he was exiting the lift, he kind of either, like, slipped or tripped on his edge. And then um, they started to go down. And he tried his best to, like, save her. So, like, he tilted and ended up taking a lot of the fall on himself, I think. I also don't know if – and this is just speculation, right? Because we can't see into, like, the Federation selections and their conversations beforehand – but I don't know if they were um, informed well before this mm. free skate that they would be competing. I mean, it's possible they went into in, in both for the team event. It's possible they went into the Olympics knowing that, but it's also possible that Russia saw the U.S. leading on day one and then yeah, and they're like, we made need to, sure do something. to make absolutely sure by like upping their strategy and not taking a chance on Belos, Shashar, and Rozov. They, they didn't take a chance on putting them in the team event like mm. I expected them to. And so maybe um, Mishina and Galiamov were not as mentally prepared, prepared yeah. to be in that free skate. Yeah. But I guess, I guess like moving on from um, the Russians, I think an underrated pair that I kind of want to talk about is the Japanese pair, pair like Mira and Kihara. Oh my God. Again, 
if you're Japanese and you're listening to this, I am so sorry. I'm butchering all your names because I cannot speak Japanese. I feel like I don't absolutely love their free skate material, but I love them as a team and seeing them, you know, come into their own this whole season has been incredible to me. Um, and so I was definitely rooting for them to kind of beat out the Americans um, in both segments. Um, wow, so which, much unpatriotic energy. I know, no, right? I know. <laughs> I, I literally don't care. <laughs> but it's, it's true. I mean, I think it's partly because I kind of have more of a t- soft spot for Ashley and Timothy who didn't get mm-hmm. to compete here. Right, um, right. So then I was especially like, okay. <laughs> there was a crazy save where I think it was on loop it was yeah it was on the throw loop and she saved that throw so hard her landing was so like she she was literally like sit position exactly yeah exactly she was like I was like oh my god this woman has quads of steel because (laughs) she was literally like inches off the ice but she did not give that up and that is just that is another level of fight so Definitely good for her. Okay, so to wrap things up, we've been talking and rambling about figure skating for way too freaking long. So what are your guys' top topic of this event? Yeah, so I think, um, well, you know, maybe maybe it's not, you know, my most, like, loved moment. I think kind of the moment, uh, the surprising moment of the whole team event for me was seeing both American teams beat the Russian dance team um and i think especially after that little like semi collision thing between hubble and donahue and vicky and nikki in the short with that high drama moment um just just seeing those interactions was was um something else and um it's it's always good when there's a little bit like stirring of the pot and like shuffling of the orders <laughs> that oh are expected. shuffling of the orders yeah yes. yeah i can't believe we didn't even talk about that but yeah no that was like that was that was wild it was like another one of those like almost like unsu and mariah moments when you're just like i feel like the u.s after tanya harding just has like such a bad rep from time to time um so yeah but again i feel like a lot of times like people like to make like drama out of nothing so Mm -hmm. but that's figure skating so what can I say what about you Emma I would say my top moment was uh Yuma's free skate Ah, you knew (laughs) okay anyways go ahead um it's because I think it was pretty ballsy and gutsy of him to put the quad loop in um even though he's never done it before in competition and to do it at the Olympics at his first appearance I think is something that's very very hard to do and he really stepped up to the game and seized seized opportunity so yeah 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 well I have nothing to say because (laughs) Emma just stole mine but yes mine is Yuma as well um because I just think he absolutely killed it um and I'm just so happy for him and so happy for what he has accomplished so yeah Um, Well, all right, that is a wrap for today's episode of What Happened At on the In The Element Figure Skating Show. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Leave us a comment down below on your opinions and thoughts because if you're a figure skating fan, you are definitely opinionated. Be sure to subscribe. We're available on YouTube if you want to get some snazzy visuals and Spotify if you want to just listen to our crackly voices. Thank you again. Until next time, stay edgy.